What's going on, y'all? It's your boy James Gibbs here. Let's see. And welcome to yet another episode of the Acromas Podcast. You already know what it is. It's episode 56. If you are joining us on YouTube today, here's what I want you to do really quick for us. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and hit that notification bell. So the next time that you hop on YouTube, the Acromas Podcast will show up as one of the first videos in your feed. And most of all, it's free to do so. It's gonna ask yourself the question, why not? Just just do it. Just go ahead and hit all those things. More importantly, for our longtime listeners, Jay is always in denial about this. So I love bringing this back to his attention every single time. So help me, guys. Help me with that and just make sure to do those things. Subscribe, hit that like button, turn on your notification bell so we can give these gems to you free of charge. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I honestly think should be as pricey as the most expensive Super Bowl ticket because it doesn't make sense why we are putting these gems out here for absolutely nothing. Absolutely. I got to talk to my financial advisor because I believe we're making a terrible decision. But ladies and gentlemen, we want to welcome you to yet another episode of the Acromas podcast. It is Super Bowl Sunday. Let's go. If you are even if you aren't a football fan, I'm sure you've heard of the Super Bowl at some point. You've probably heard funny commercials. You probably just watch the TV commercials. You don't even pay attention to the game, which, okay, I understand that. You can watch the commercials. They're pretty funny, too. But the game is also pretty entertaining. And I think this Sunday's game is going to be very entertaining. We got two quarterbacks. One, he's this is only what a second or third year in the league or something like that. And he's so. starting in a Super Bowl. And then you have one who has never been there, even though he's just been good enough to make it, has never gotten to this point in his career. And then you've got a litany of other stars on either team. It, I, I honestly think it's going to be a fantastic game. For the very first time in a long time, we're not seeing somebody with the first name of Tom and the last name of Brady anywhere near this. Nor will we ever see that again, sadly, but I think it is really a great opportunity for other teams to step up. And I mean, the Bengals out of where? Cincinnati? I don't even know what to say. I have no idea (laughs) to this point, but they have made it there. And of course, the LA Rams, it is going to be a barn burner. It's going to be a very great game. And I know you guys are excited to watch it later on this afternoon, as am I. We'll see. How do you feel about this year's Super Bowl, man? Oh, it's exciting because it's different, um, refreshing. Uh, and I think a sigh of relief for a lot of people going into the next season. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so it should be an exciting one again. Uh, uh, as we were talking, Jay, before about this <clears throat> with the group of friends, right? Uh, a lot of us had the picks wrong this, this, this oh whole season. It was just interesting. Oh. Uh, I got every single one wrong. Uh, I want to say who I'd like to go with. I feel really, I feel like I'm going to jinx them. So I don't know if I'll do that. This year. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I don't know what happened. This has been one of the most unpredictable playoff years I've seen. But at the same time, there have been some amazing games that we've been able to take to, to see, man. It has been, it has been quite the playoff race to get to this point. And I can only expect to, to have a game that's very close. It's going to be very hard-hitting, very emotional. Oh, I just I, – I love the game of football. I love sports in general. I love Super Bowl weekend. So I cannot wait. I'm sure y'all can't wait either. 
We are going to get through this. Of course, this is a very, very difficult topic to get in in terms of what we are going to talk about today. And we do want to dive into it because I know it's very important for this particular month, for our particular community, not just a Chromis, but for our Black community as well. So I think this is a very, very great time to really talk about what it means to leave a troubled lifestyle behind. And we'll see, I, I wanna use the word troubled because I, I don't want to have a connotation that this only affects certain communities um, because every community around the states, around the world has what you would call hoods, right? Let's be honest. All these different states, all these different countries, you have areas that you would probably not want to travel alone at night in. And I think from the outsider's perspective, looking in, you get a certain, you know, you, you, you get a certain side of the story that is probably a little bit one-sided um, versus stories that you can get from people who have not just been in it, but have made it out of it. Um, so today, I really want us both to dive in because we do have experiences in this, though our experiences are different. We do come from that type of background. So I think it's important that we, we shed some light on this from our perspective, and then we bring it from a different perspective and show those who may be struggling to get out of it, who do have intentions of leaving it that we show them that there is a way and there are some steps that you can take to bring yourself out of this troubled environment and to leave it permanently. I think this is a great conversation to, for us to dive in today, we'll see. This is the perfect conversation to have. Um, and uh, again, we, we hope everyone who, who joins in uh, approach this topic with an open mind, open heart, um, an understanding or a will to understand um, and, and with respect to everyone because again as Jay mentioned everyone experiences uh, in this particular topic is different um, but the more you're willing to uh, open yourself to, to another person's exp like experiences the more you grow from it as well um, to have a better understanding of one another uh, regardless of race or creed um, you know, this really comes down to just life experiences and um, adversities faced in some of the more difficult circumstances and, and what it and some of what it takes to persevere through those times. Absolutely, man. And man, I, I can go back, at least for me, for what I can remember, um, when it when it all sort of made sense that certain things that I was doing, certain certain people I was hanging around with just weren't the best for me. And I think, I think a lot of people out there that are within these communities, they understand that too. And I think sometimes they may believe that there isn't necessarily a way out um, or they don't know that they don't know what the other side is. They don't know what they don't know. I think I even mentioned that in our last episode where that, that comes into to play because there is a lack of knowledge in terms of knowing what is on the other side. Um, so from the, from, the, from the aspect of coming from within this community, um, I could say that there were times where I would be hanging out with gang members. 
Um, and at the time, I mean, we were, you know, we were all young, we were all teenagers. Maybe, no, actually, we were younger than that. Um, we were, you know, 10, 11, 12, um, some of us younger, some of us older. But we were hanging out with people that did not have our best interests in heart. They didn't, they didn't have in mind exactly what it meant to be a positive influence on people who were coming up. And at that time, because again, you know, their neighborhood is sometimes all you know, the same set of people that you that you pass by every single day um, when you're leaving, those are those are the only people you know. And I don't, I don't want to sit here and fault somebody who doesn't know another side. If this is the only thing that you've experienced in life, you would think that there is no other side, that there isn't, there isn't a way out, if you will. And at the time when I was growing up, I didn't know that either. Um, I didn't know that there could have been a way. I knew that this was not something that I wanted to belong to for the rest of my life. Um, for whatever reason, and it just wasn't, it just wasn't, it, you know, based on the neighborhood that I was in, but it also, it also showed in the type of interest that I had in life. I, even though there were the gang members, even though there were some people who were bad influences, there were also really great people as well. Um, and what I decided to do at a very young age is to associate myself with those people a little bit more because it felt right within my spirit. It felt right within the purpose that I thought I had, but I didn't know I had to start off with. Yeah, I, I knew that if I were to stay in this particular neighborhood in this particular environment, that there was no opportunity for growth for me at all. Um, and it didn't, it didn't really hit me until, until the violence started coming in. Um, until the shooting started coming in, the stabbings, the fights, all of those things that started occurring, it dawned on me that this isn't something that I really wanted to be a part of. And again, I know that there are people who feel as though they are trapped in these environments and they have those same feelings as well. Not everybody in the hood is a gangbanger. Not everybody in the hood wants to be there. Some people are just, dare I say, a victim of circumstances. And I think especially for those who are on the younger side, I think it's important that they hear a voice from the outside looking in to say that there is another side to this. There is a way out because there are examples of people who lived this life and they, they were able to get out of it. And I just don't mean athletes or singers or rappers or, or anyone on the entertainment side, even though that's not a bad thing, they still made a way out of what they were in. But I'm also talking about doctors, I'm talking about nurses, I'm talking about astronauts, teachers. I'm talking about those other jobs that I think a lot of people who are in these situations don't believe that they even qualify for, right? I, I, I know for a fact that there are some people in these neighborhoods that don't understand that there are programs out there that can help you get out of these type of situations. So. I think when it comes to when it comes to leaving a troubled environment, I think initially it could be very scary because you you don't know what's out there. And number one and number two, you don't necessarily understand the habits that you've built when you're in there until you get out, because you you then get an opportunity to see how others live. And 
it wasn't until I moved off of the street. Um, shout out to Hewitt Ave. It wasn't until I moved off of the street until I truly understand that I, I truly understood that there was another way to live, that there was a, there was more opportunities out there from what I saw. There was there was an opportunity to grow both within myself and within a community, within a neighborhood. There was a feeling of safety. There was a there was a feeling of of really understanding how I can make my way out of this. And again, I, I think I think when it comes to those who are living in this troubled environment, they feel as though they have to they have to be part of a gang because maybe they're not getting enough love or attention at home. They feel like they have to they have to sell drugs. They have to do all of these things to either make money or find a way out or to 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 fit into a, a, an environment or a group that you believe are your brothers. You believe that they are there to help you or they're there to to look out for you. Um, and I'm here to say that there are only if you if you make that decision to stay in these troubled environments, there are only two things that could possibly happen. You will end up dead or you will end up in jail, especially if you're going the route of doing some of these things that, that happen in these troubled neighborhoods and these troubled environments. So I think when it comes to leaving a negative lifestyle like this behind, um, for starters, I think it's important to educate yourself. Again, for me, when before I realized what was happening, I, you know, it started off with being able to educate myself, being able to talk to people who weren't necessarily from the street I was on, or even when I got to college and I didn't know anybody. And I was I, this is going to come out wrong, but I was around a lot of other different races and especially white people. Um, and I it was an experience that I didn't have at that time. Um, so I was able to learn certain things that I didn't know. And I, I can say this because I think it goes both ways. I think if there is someone who is growing up in a much different neighborhood than a low income neighborhood, if there's someone that's coming from a middle class or a high class society, they, they don't know what they don't know about the other side. The only things that we will possibly find out about each other if we don't communicate, if we don't decide to educate ourselves, is what we see on TV, what we see on social media. And that's only a part of the story. That isn't the, the entire story. So I think it's important for starters to educate ourselves, Wilson. So you know, take a moment to just kind of re reflect on all of that. Uh, thank you, Jay, for sharing your, your, your experiences, um, your history. Um, during this time in history, the Black History Month in particular. Uh, we did talk about the tone of this episode being much more, uh, much more emotional driven and based on our experiences where, oh man, um, yeah, it's, it's not an easy conversation to have when, you, when you're speaking about uh, life events and, and adversity when you're growing up in maybe not the best environments. Uh, I think first and foremost, what, we, what I love for everyone to understand is again, and Jay stated this at some point, um, we're not privy in choosing, you know, from birth, you know, what our pedigree will be, what, what we 
have privileges towards. Um, and and t- a lot of the times you make do with what you have. And um, growing up in those envir- sort of environments, uh, more lower poverty sort of environments, and let, let's be clear here, this is across the world, um, you do experience this, you experience all forms of trauma. Um, and uh, I was just thinking about it. it. It's it's a lot to take in uh, as a child and more so when you have parents who, um, who've been systematically put in a position that to aspire to climb out of the, of the, uh, the pot, like the crab in the pot mentality, to aspire to crawl out of it is not always an easy thing to do. And some people are stuck in a vicious loop and cycle. So with respect, I want to make it clear that we understand that it's not always easy to get away from an environment that you that wasn't your choosing to begin with. And, uh, you know, I factor in financial uh, stability and sacrifices that are made. So in most cases, what we see a lot of the times now is that the parent that are in these predicaments, they selflessly try to do what they can with what they were prepared with the knowledge they were given from their predecessors and just what was shared to them to just do the best that they can with what they had. Um, Again, we're focusing more so on the lower poverty aspects of of being in these environments and what that can do to you. Um, If you don't have at least the right mindset to, to persevere through that because to me it stems from being in your environment where it's that ocean that's out there that you're unaware of because you're focused in the palm and you're in and how can you be followed for that if you don't know right right offhand so that's no fault of your own initially um dare i say unfortunately you can be a victim of circumstances because of that growing into your life you know what I can speak on from some of my experiences that I'll share since a child um where you know when I was young I grew up in one of the most dangerous areas in the United States uh I grew up in Washington DC uh lived there most of my life as a young as a, as a youth uh in southeast and I grew up uh in the area, and I won't say where it was for reasons I not I should go into, but it was one of the top fifteen most dangerous cities to live in, at, and during that time, uh, dare I say, in comparisons to what you hear about Chirac, Chicago now, that was how it was then growing up in the early nineties, late eighties, early nineties. Um, when you're a child like that, your mindset you don't think about like those sort of things because you're sort of in a bubble where every day you're developing and you're aspiring to be better maybe from what you see on tv television shows things like that uh and you're trying to you're trying to come into your own of understanding what that looks like because you don't even know what life is really um you're just kind of put on this track and you're told to go here or to do this, depending on your circumstances. You know, if you were fortunate enough, there were families that were fortunate enough to come from a two-parent household. Um, I was one of them. 
But let's be clear, it wasn't a perfect scenario. Like in most cases, there's turmoils and there's issues that happen beyond your control. And a lot of the times children experience so much trauma uh, at an early age that again, a lot can be compared to those who have served in military or in some sort of uh, situation that is a high stress environment. Um, when you're growing up in these, these places where, uh, you know, you are experiencing things that um, you, you don't understand and you're trying to wrap your mind around it, it's an it's a, it's a interesting process because that ultimately affects your perspective as a child. So when you're maybe coming across a scenario where you're witnessing someone being shot, someone being arrested, someone being beaten, uh, someone shooting up drugs, um, and there I say you're encountering it with family members of, you know, that hits closer to home, there is this weird thing that can happen where these sort of traumatic events are normalized in your life, right? So it may distort a perspective of like what is considered to be normal, what is considered to be high tolerance of like, this is what I am used to because this is what I see in my environment. It takes a lot for a child to be able to persevere through that. Look, when I was young, like when I was young, under the age, you know, I say up to 10 or so, life for me was in a bubble. It was enough where I was the straight A honor roll student. You know, I was I was the, the, the smart kid uh, in the roughest of neighborhoods. And I and I just focused on that. And I didn't necessarily see what the, the, the dangers around me aware, but not understanding because you're a child. Um, you don't really, in the IJ, I speak from experience, you don't really understand what it's like until it hits your world and it changes life, you know, where there was times where I experienced my family, unfortunately, went through some things and we were homeless. So, you know, you go through these events and, and when life hits you that way, it changes you. It changes, it can change your perspective. Um, and again, I, I, I don't feel sorry for my experiences because it's helped me to grow to become who I, who I am. Um, but when you're going through these adversities and, um, I can only imagine, you know, for my mother, man, and, you know, my pops and whatever he was dealing with in his life, like during that time, how difficult it must've been. Um, because as a parent, as a father, as a, as a, as a man providing out here on my own, it's part of my life it's no easier, even though I'm not in that environment. It's just based on my mindset and my perspective, you know, but if you fast forward back to that time when you're a kid and you're going through these changes, it affects you. So what happens sometimes, Jay, is you have those things when life, you shut down because it's starting to hit you and you ask yourself, why, why me? Why, why, why am I like this? And then maybe you start to realize, okay, from that pond, there's the ocean out there, right? But, you come across the river of life where you're trying to figure out where do you fit in through all of this and how do you get through that? Look, I'll be on, honest with you. When I, from the age of 11, and I've shared this with you on more than one occasion, Jay, look, I've had life experiences where I had to grow up much faster than I had planned to. Um, and I had to make decisions in, in my life that I felt given circumstances require me to make certain choices. And and you grow and you learn from it. But there was a point in my life where my biggest concern and fear with me and my friends 
uh, is that we wouldn't live to see 21. I wouldn't live to see 18, to be honest with you. My biggest fear is my face ending up on someone's T-shirt. For just happened to be somewhere, the wrong place at the wrong time, or aspiring to do something right and still having these things happen. Look, I've been in situations where I've been robbed and other things. And, you know, these are some of the events that you face in this in these um, circumstances. But the biggest thing I can say um, where you see these events, these traumatic events happen is you can't allow it to um, change you. It's the hardest thing to do where everything around you screams a give in when you don't want to do that and you feel something inside tell you 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 have every right as anyone else to aspire to be better to do better for yourself um take yourself out of those environments it's not an easy thing to do it's one of the hardest things you'll ever be able to do to get away because again you have distractors those out there who are going to be the naysayers because they've submitted to i'm going to just adapt and adjust to what this is this is my life i look i've had people that i know personally that I had conversations with about these sort of things. And it was, you know, separate paths that we decided to go where they're like, this is my life, this is all I know. Where they stuck in that mindset to not recognize, you know what, there's a different path I can take. There's a different path I can try. And I think that's the biggest takeaway from this is let's be clear, circumstances are, are what they are. Don't allow yourself to be victimized by your experiences utilize them to grow um because again you know there's so many things that i personally witnessed and experienced that just were just horrific but perspective has been everything through that process i remember being 14 and at that point in my life is when i feel like life hit me uh where it all made sense for my experiences uh losing really close friends of me at a young age you know watching people be shot, be hurt, and experiencing what that's like, it, it's not an easy thing to, for a child to go through. But um, you realize how fragile life is. Um, and it makes you start to question your own life and, and put things into uh, a real clear mindset. Like you, choose, you can choose to stay here or you can try to do what you can so that you can take yourself out of this environment. Because dig this, Jim, a lot of the times there are some folks where they've accepted it, they've accepted and submitted the thought process to that environment where they feel like they owe it something. They'll take themselves out of that environment, but their mind is still there. They're still imprisoned there. Yeah. And they go back. Um, and it's not necessarily from a perspective of giving. They go back because they have ad adapted through their trauma that that's life. And we have to we have to be conscious with ourselves to, to say this is not okay from experiences. To hell with it being low poverty of where you are, but the experiences that you went through, the trauma triggers, and allowing that to dictate where you decide to go from there. That's not something that you should allow yourself to hold on to from my experience. So for me, again, from someone where, as I said, I, I didn't know if I lived to see 18, you know, it was you know, grace of my God that I believe in. There's so many times and things, events that happened in my life that I, I'm grateful to be here now. But again, 
trauma sometimes will have a person just kind of submit to life and just say, this is all I know. And then unfortunately what happens in the process sometimes is life is created through that. And then the cycle continues, right? Because we're not addressing those um, habits that become like something that you feel that is a part of your makeup and that should be that way. And you got these generational traumas that add up and they build up and it's never really being addressed. And again, this goes for anyone that are, that are in these situations, circumstances, uh, because in some cases you have certain countries, third world countries where they don't have a choice in no, in nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's Very a lot true. worse. Yeah. And I factored those things into my upbringing. I always have. I always factored into being thankful for what I did have. I drew it to my faith um, enough to understand that there was a purpose that was bigger than myself. I just had to be willing to choose to serve in myself and to believe that I'm going to be better for whatever I'm going through. I'm going to make sure that I do whatever it takes to get myself to a place where I could do my best to break a cycle for me, you know, which is, which is interesting because when a lot of people meet me at this point in my life, you know, they assume I went to some prestigious college and I went to a certain route and, and it's, and that's great and that's cool and all, but like, you know, or I've gotten like, Oh, you, you know, you may be like have family into like church, really heavy preacher type thing. And like, nah, if you only knew my story, <laughs> I didn't always smile. And we allow ourselves to become victims and prisoners of our past. And that is something we have to, as a, as a community, work on uh, ourselves individually to break free from that shell um, and to understand, okay, where you are in life doesn't mean that is where you have to remain. And I mean here, I mean here, your mind. And that's the biggest thing that has to be adjusted. Um, because again, not everyone is privy to certain things financially, and that's understandable. Like, mm-hmm. don't let anyone out here make you feel less than who you should be because you can't afford to do these things, and you can't, you can't do these things. A lot of times, people give in because of those things, and because of these stereotypes that we see that's heavily glorified on social media a certain kind of way, right? Uh, we've accepted it, but where's your pride in you? Where's your where's your 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 will to just be great for you? Um, skin color or not, like experiences or not, your past can't dictate to where you are now in your life. In this moment right now, what you choose is for you. Um, you can't prevent what's inevitable, but you gotta apply yourself where you can and however you feel is the right way to go about it. So. I, I just kind of really wanted to delve in as much as I could, unbiasedly, as as open as I can possibly be within the podcast to have this sort of discussion that's for the world to see, to, to just stress the importance of it and um, just take a moment to just reflect on where you are, what you've experienced, and where do you choose to be? in your mind where do you choose to get and go like what path do you take to get from that pond that when you reach that river and you're into that that raft of certain uncertainty in life right because usually in most cases that's between the age of like you know when you're just hitting as a teenager until you get to your 20s and by the point by the time you get to your 30s you kind of have an identity and a lot of times it's hard to change from what that is but how do you manifest your journey 
of what's for you so that you can get to the ocean, right? Because again, just as Jay said, with my experiences, um, fortunately enough, I, I, I had interactions with people from all walks of life enough to see how different we all are. And that perspective allowed me to grow a lot more where when I started to get around other ethnics and other groups of people, um, the ocean was there. And for me, I, I wanted to grow more to understand people, but that's just me to my core, who I am. Everyone's different. Um, but ultimately don't hinder yourself because you don't think you're worth enough because you grew up a certain kind of way. You know, again, as I said before, my experiences from being as it was, as, as we were, um, my mother did the best she could do uh, for what her experiences was in her life. My pops did the best he can do. And I don't fault them for where I turned out because at some point accountability had to stand with me as a man to do what I need to do. So if there were things I didn't agree with, generational trauma I felt that needs to be broken, that's on me because I have kids. So I need to break that. And I think that's a, a thought process and a pattern. If you don't have kids, that's fine. But as it relates to when you're in these environments and you're looking for a way to move maneuver through that and even if it's a thing you can't get yourself through out of that such place of being you start creating methods and habits that you can do to get you there hopefully over time or the next generation to come set them up so i know it's a lot that, that, that you know just talking on oj and I feel like this is a topic we can go on and on with, but I feel like these are some heavy hidden point, pointers and gems that needed to be shared in a way that I hope it gives a different perspective to those who uh, were privy to not have to endure what that's like. And for those who are currently in that sort of environment, to, to, to know that, that you have a voice, empower yourself, educate yourself so that you can learn methods and, and tools to add on to what you may already have so that you can get to that ocean. Like I decided to do when I was 11. When, when the world started to hit me and I got from 11 to 14, I really saw things for what it was. And I knew I had to start making adjustments and changes from the environment of like with whom I hung out with um, and just kind of, uh, as people say, street smarts, right? You pick up on that and then you educate yourself on other aspects of life and then how to interact and engage with people Fortunately enough, the grace of God, I had interventions and in, 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 at times in my life to help keep me on the path that was the best path for me. Didn't always make the best decisions, but it helped put me along the lines of that route. Some folks aren't always privy to that, but um, looking back now, if I can talk to my younger self then, I would just tell that younger self to just, you know, be confident in you, be confident in your skin. Love yourself, you know, unapologetically. Uh, express yourself as best you can. Be proud to be Black. Because I've never shied away from being proud of it. But to embrace it and what that represented for me, uh, to love myself in a way that I, regardless of an environment, I was going to take care of myself, treat myself the way I need to be treated, educate myself the way I need to be educated so that I can make the steps necessary, stepping stones to take the steps to get out of those environments, Jay. And anyone can do that. You all can do it. And let's be clear here. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm sorry, Jay, but I'm going to have to say this. 
you don't the, the stigma of being a rapper or being an athlete is not the only way to get out of these environments. So let that stop here. Let that stop now. Um, but that's up for you to break that and what that looks like. So uh, apply yourself because you're so damn worth it. Bottom line, you're here. Another second is a promise. So take care of yourself. Love yourself, people. Uh, you have to be someone that's just young and black. Uh, love yourself unconditionally. Know that the traumas of what you are experiencing at a young age is not your fault. It is not on you. But you take those experiences, grow from it, and you can start making the choices that you need to make so that you can break cycles and you can be healthy and you can live a fruitful and a fulfilling life of your choosing. You just have to take the step of giving 1% of that time to dedicate to yourself. Uh, go against what people may consider to be cool in, in these environments, you know, uh, there to be different, there to be great, be brave. And there's a whole support system out here who believe in you. I believe in you. Jay believes in you. And uh, yeah, that kid in me believed enough. And life is what you make of it. So uh, count your blessings. Someone out there is far off worse than what you may be. Um, never forget that part. And ultimately, know you have a voice. Know you have a voice. In this, in this country or any other, you have a voice. It deserves to be heard. And uh, your story deserves to be shared. So embrace your journey on this <laughs> thing we call life and just grow and know that you matter. Especially with this month in particular, Black History Month, you matter. That's really all I have to say, Jay. That was very, I, there's so many different things to take out of what you said um, that I am going to have to spend about three weeks breaking this all up for it to be taken as it should. Um, the, the, the advice that you've given to those who are either struggling now or who have struggled or are going through it, whether they're a child or they're a parent, I think it is imperative to take this advice that you're hearing today and, and, and take action on it. And I got to say, I get so frustrated with our community sometimes. And I, I just got to dive in a little bit here because there, I, I think one of the most disrespectful things I've heard from, from someone who is not black when I meet them or when I talk to them in person, we'll see, I know you've told me this story too, when you, you know, when, when you used to work, um, where somebody would just say, you're not like the others. You're, you're different. You're not like those, those others, right? I get so frustrated hearing that because I'm like, they, they are saying at that moment, they do not understand or care about the value that we have as people. They're saying that everybody else but you is something, someone else that I can actually trust, whether it's with a, a service or as a friend or as a confidant or someone to talk to. I don't trust the others. I don't rock with the others, but you're different. There's something different about you. 
this stigma is on us because of some of the things that we've put out there. You mentioned social media, we'll see. I've, I've mentioned media in general. I've mentioned music. I've mentioned some of the stuff that we're glorifying, whether it's what we're doing to some of our own women, whether it's what we're doing to each other, whether it's gun violence, it's all these different things in our community that's putting down our own community in general. So it makes it incredibly hard for us to stand up on something if we're kicking it out beneath our feet each and every time we try to get an opportunity to be on a platform. If we want our community to be taken seriously, to be listened to, to be heard, we need to then provide the example of why we are pushing so hard. Because you do have a certain, you do have certain people who were from these areas as Will C himself is, as I am as well, who have come to a point in life to understand that there is so much more in life that you have. You, there is so much more out there that you probably cannot see right now. But all you have to do is educate yourself. Start from there. Understand exactly where you want to go. A lot of, a lot of the people, you're absolutely right, Will, have come to the, the thought of, being, of the saying that they're going to be in this life for the rest of their life. They have chosen this life because they do not want to see the other side. They do not want to take part in what's outside. They do not know. They do not understand it. So they don't want to be part of it. And if some of those who left out of these communities take those same habits that they've had in those communities, it sticks out like a sore thumb. And again, it frustrates me because we are constantly pushing the narrative that we are so much stronger Think of all the stuff that we have been through to get to this point. Not just me and you will see, but as a community. Think of everything that we've had to do to get to where we are today. Think of where we came from years and years and years ago, hundreds of years ago. All of the things that our ancestors had to endure. Everything that has happened in the past 70 years to get to where we are now, we should be so much further as a community than we are now. So it gets so frustrating when you have people like you, people like me, millions of other people who, people who have made it out of these communities. We are standing up as spokes people for these communities to say, you guys just don't understand what we've had to go through to get to this point. You don't understand the work that we've had to put in, the amount of relationships we've had to build to gain the trust that other people didn't even have to get to. We've had to do so much work to get to, to get to the first block when other people got to the, the top step and didn't have to do as much. So I get frustrated each and every time I hear that disrespectful, that disrespectful statement that we are not like the others. We are better than those other folks, right? We, we see it all the time in politics where people shamelessly come after us for votes they do it all the time. And I get so frustrated because sometimes we just take it hook, line, and sinker, and we believe that these people have the best interests in what we are supposed to be doing, but that only comes from us. We've built strong Black communities before, and there are millions of them out there still. And all of the communities that are going through these things right now, I, I challenge the community leaders that may be listening to this Acromas podcast episode, and I really hope you are, because now is the opportunity to educate those who are in there that don't know any better. They don't know what they don't know, so they can't see the outside from the inside. I challenge you to educate them. 
Let them know that they can go out there and get a degree. They could be the next doctor. They could be the, we've had a black president. They could be that. They can bring that back to the White House. They can, they can become billionaires. You've seen it happen now. You've seen it happen now. 70, 80 years ago, this is not possible. They had people in this country who were hanging from trees. Now we are in the White House. We hold that power, but we have to be the ones to understand that we hold it, that we yield it, that we are able to hold that power as a community and push harder than we ever have before. The technology is here now. The education is free. We are no longer pushed aside. We are no longer pushed into a, a, a segregated, dumpy, stupid, idiotic classroom where we are meant to fail. We are meant to left behind while others succeed. We now have that edu we now have the possibility to be educated because we have internet access. We have access to books. We have access to, to podcasts like this. We have all this access here. We have all these resources here. All you need is a connection, a Wi-Fi connection, data, anything to look up some of these things and to begin educating yourself. Because I, I again, we'll see, I get so frustrated, but it's because of the right reasons. Because you've seen these people. You've seen these people in your own communities. You've seen what they have gone through. You see what they still continue to go through today. There is so much more out here in this world, it's insane. And you wouldn't know that until you left your city limits. Until you leave that neighborhood that is holding you back, you would not understand exactly what's out there. But I guarantee you, when you do, you will be beating yourself over the head that you wasted so much time where you were. You, said you wasted so much time limiting yourself, limiting those beliefs, believing that you were not worth much, believing that all you had in front of you is the, the ramen noodles in the fridge and some, some leftover stale food that you don't even want to eat. So I, 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 come, I come with this we'll see with love because I love us. I love our culture. I love what we've done. I love what we continue to do. I love the potential that we have, but we must be able to live up to that potential. We must be able to take those strides together as a community. We've done it in the past, and people hated us for it, so they destroyed what we had. But now we are at a time where we are stronger than ever. We, us, we have to recognize how strong we are in order to get to where we need to be. And it takes an entire community to understand exactly how strong we are. So in terms of leaving these troubled environments permanently, you gotta leave the mentality behind too because that is the only way you will be able to sustain success wherever you go. I'm telling you the amount of people that I've been able to meet, not just with my jobs and I've been able to land, but just in life in general, it is insane. I never thought that that would have been possible years and years and years ago in my childhood. But now that I'm literally living the dream, I can see it. I can feel it. And I love it. And I want more of it. And I guarantee you the moment that you step out of those city limits, you will feel it too. So do not be afraid. Do not fear. DM us if you have questions. Reach out to, to members of your community. If you want to build your community stronger, it starts with you. The people are what make up the neighborhood, not the other way around. So build your neighborhood stronger, build your neighborhood better. And I can absolutely guarantee you, we 
as a community, will be so much better off because of it. We'll see. I, I, I had that had to be said, man. Um, it, as I mentioned, it's, it is frustrating. It really is. And I was, I was holding that in for, for this episode because it's, it, you see it all the time. We all see it. Not just, not just other blacks, whites, we all see the things that sort of pull us back into this, this circle where, where everybody believes we should stay. And once we get out of it, there's something that drags us back in it, but we have the power to change. You just need to realize that you do. You just need to realize that you do. Yeah, I think the way that you put that was um, well said, um, felt more than said, uh, where the way I see it, it really comes down to this, to, to this point, you know, you just have to like unshackle the chains of keeping yourself in prison there in your mind really comes down to that. If you can manage to do those things, uh, you've already won half the battle. Um, let's not be, let's not pretend that we don't see things for what they are. Uh, please guys, if you are listening to this, listen again with your heart, you know, not just your ears. And uh, do not allow yourself to be privy to your implicit bias of a conversation of this significance. It's really important that you take the time to educate yourself if you don't understand. If you didn't understand anything Jay was just saying, if you didn't understand anything I said throughout this, this podcast, replay it. Listen to it again. And listen again if you need to. Or listen to others out there who are speaking the same thing because there is a message to be heard. But let's be clear here within our own community, we must hold ourselves accountable individually. You must hold yourself accountable because a lot of the times, we are our own biggest critic and we are a detriment to our own selves within an environment. Again, something we couldn't control, but here we are now. So what you decide to do with your time and how you make a difference as an unsung hero is on you. So call of action to anyone that's of, of understanding to this is to take a moment to reflect by the end of this, see where you fall in, this cat in the categories of what was discussed because we all have a role to play. So do that. Be willing to grow. Be willing to be better. Because it's not just about us. It's about the next generation to come. That's where I stand on it, Jay. I, I, I don't think there's any other way it could be put at this point. I think it's clear. And if you don't understand this, you're, you're willfully choosing not to. And there is no room or place for people like that. I'm sorry. We're all about growth here, but there's no room for it. Not, even, not for me, not at this point. Um, so those who are willing to receive it, please do. Do your part by working on you. And it spreads. And it'll be better. And uh, again, accountability of what you can't control is on you. Absolutely. That's it, Jay. Just that simple. Absolutely. Look, I mean, this, this was a great topic. I know we're have to revisit this again um only because this is going to be something that's going to require a lot of work it's going to require a lot of tough difficult conversations with members in our own community members who are still there um so this is this is going to be something that we will continue to talk about um with the many many years that we'll have on the acromas podcast here um but 
as as we'll see said, you know, what what exactly is your story? Where are you in this spectrum? Are you have you been able to leave out of these troubled environments? Are you still in it, but you're looking for a way out? The best story, the most impactful story, the most inspirational story will be featured on the next episode of the New Chromos podcast. And I, I, I take this very, I, I mean, we'll see, I know you're, you're the same way. We take this very seriously. So I think this topic, this topic can reach so many different people and impact so many different people if they choose for that to happen to them. Um, and I, I think I think a flaw that may also be in our community um, is just the the difficulty of saying no sometimes. Um, I, I, I completely understand how difficult it may be to say no um, to certain things, to certain, whether it's materialistic things or opportunities that you believe will allow you to live a better life or a um, better life for, for a shorter period of time. But on the next episode of your Chromas podcast, I, I really want to talk about the fall of a yes man. I, I want to really dive in to what it truly means to say no and to not, to not feel as though you should be encouraged to say yes or feel bad that you've said no to certain things that aren't not, that are just not for you. Certain things that do not stand with your purpose. Look, take it from me. It took me a while. It took me a while to stop being a yes man. And it took a lot of energy out of me um, whenever I was a yes man, because you, you always, you know, there was a time where I always wanted to please people. Um, but it is very important to understand the power of no. So on episode 57 of your Chromas podcast, uh, we're going to dive in on what it means to say now. What does that process look like? How do you get to the stage where you can say no and you feel like you've made the right decision, even if it is the unpopular one? I can't wait to dive into that. We'll see. Yeah, I agree, Jay. Um, that's going to be a great topic uh, to address. Um, there's so much to be said about it, um, but it's definitely going to start with you. <laughs> so be ready for that episode. Be ready for it. Absolutely. And look, I noticed I know this episode was emotional. It was uh, very passionate. Um, but of course, we were just getting our voices ready for the Super Bowl this afternoon. So I want you guys to enjoy the rest of your Sunday, enjoy the rest of your week. And of course, join us on the next episode of the Year Chromas podcast. But before I go, I know that this may be the first time for some of you. And what an episode to join. Um, this particular week was a very passionate one, a very direct one, so to speak. So welcome to the Acromas podcast. I hope you will enjoy the rest of the episodes to come and the ones that we've already done. But if you've been here before and you still have no idea what we are about, once again, I will spell it out for you. A-C-H-R-O-M-O-U-S. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on TikTok, and also you can find us on YouTube, which if you are watching this episode from YouTube, here is exactly what I want you to do right now before you do anything else. I don't want you to move from that chair. I, sit down. Keep sitting because this is what I want you to do. I want you to hit that like button. I want you to hit that subscribe button. And I also want you to hit that notification bell so the next time 
the Acromas podcast launches a new video, you will be one of the first persons to see it. And most of all, it is a free privilege to you. It's free to do so, guys. It's free to subscribe, smash that like button, turn on your notification bells so that you can get all of the gems that we are sharing with the powerful episodes such as this one. Don't miss out. Education at no cost. Very, very true. Does it get better than that? I don't think it does. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for joining us on the Acromas podcast. It is your boy, J.H. Gibbons. And I'm going to say. Hey. Hey.